Thank you for joining us on our various platforms. And uh, just a reminder that if you're listening to us on DSTV on Channel 802 on the audio bouquet and online on www.channelafrica.co.za. Well, today we're going to be looking at the protests that have been taking place in South Africa in the lead up to the elections. And we're going to utilize the biggest one, which uh, seems to be the Alex protests that have caught uh, the attention of uh, the media in the country and the latest is that the mayor of South Africa's city of Johannesburg's metropolitan municipality Herman Mashaba was forced to abandon his public engagement with the residents of Alexandra uh, Township uh, last night following the disruptions of the Marlboro Community Center uh, that was two nights ago uh, this was a group of protesters who continued singing and refused to cooperate with the city officials for about an hour preventing the program from starting this resulted in Mashaba and his officials leaving the stage. The disruptions followed two weeks of protests over the mushrooming of illegal structures in the township as well as the lack of service delivery. Let's listen to this report by Wisani Makubele. While the majority of people inside the hall were not taking part in the disruptions, a certain group occupied the front part of the hall singing and prevented the meeting from starting. An ANC councillor in Alexandra says they could have helped save Mayor Hemen Mashawa's public engagement with the residents if he had acceded to their demands. Mashaba says ANC councillors demanded that he apologize to the gathering in exchange for them calming the protesters down. ANC councillor in Region E in Alexander, Adolf Morema, confirms this. But then we said... There's conditions to what you're asking. If you want us to work with you, go and apologize to people. You did not respond when they first protested. It's the right thing for you to go and apologize and say, I I apologize for not promptly coming when you were looking for me, when you were burning tires. Mm. And we said another condition is that retract all your nonsense statements you've been making through Twitter and through Media House. Mm. Because now he he has the muscle to call call you guys and and, and, speak whatever he wants to speak without us contesting what he is saying. In a media briefing afterwards, Mashaba continued to defend his position of not going to Alexandra when the protests first broke out. He accused the ANC-led provincial and national government of playing politics instead of addressing the concerns of the people. He also accused President Cyril Ramaphosa of not being honest. And I think I find it really very strange uh, with the president in particular because I take this uh, personal. For the president of the country to come to Alexander after all these failures, promise them a million houses, I think uh, it's another insult to the people of Alexander. If the president uh, knows how to act fast, the president should have acted in Marikana. People of Marikana have been calling him to say, come and listen to us, even up to today. But he's got the guts to ask me to drop everything to come and see people, the people of Alexander. Mashaba again accused the ANC of being behind the unrest, saying they are afraid of losing Gauteng in next month's election after losing Johannesburg and Tswane in 2016. Mashaba also challenged the media to change the narrative and call it an ANC-sponsored violence. He again said he's been trying for over two years to get clarity from provincial leaders about the Alex Renewal Project to no avail. The city of Johannesburg is committed to the implementation of this. But... 
you as a province, Paul Mashatile, you signed on this. Please, can we arrange a meeting because the residents are going to the to, to the speaker's office, wanting us as the city of Johannesburg to take the leadership. But we could not run that meeting without the the province. Instead, what they did organized their own councillors uh, to incite people, give people uh, the, 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 uh, alcohol and whatever, all the time uh, to actually in, in, incite them on this. However, Murema hit back at Mashava saying he's blaming the ANC for his failure to deliver service to the residents of Johannesburg. But I've just noticed that the mayor is very obsessed with the ANC. He speaks like an ex, you know, he never speaks good of the ex. He's very, he's very, very, very arrogant. He's a liar. He doesn't understand, he doesn't even respect people. Some residents also expressed anger that Mashava had called a meeting at the Marlboro Community Center instead of going to Alex. And after yesterday's event, it appears the mayor is not prepared to go there anytime soon. Wisani Makubele, SABC News, Johannesburg. Well, well, that is a report by uh, Wisani Makubele looking at uh, some of the complications around uh, the Alexandra uh, protests that uh, have been underway in the last uh, few days. And uh, we're going to be discussing that. We were hoping to have Bobby Solomons, who is also a convener at the Alex shutdown. He had agreed to do the interview with us yesterday, but we're still trying to get hold of him. But joining us for this discussion as we try to get hold of Bobby, we have Tulufelo Nakedi, who is from the Center for the Study of Violence and Reconciliation. She's a Community Interventions Program Manager. And also we've got uh, Philip Mulekwa, who is the Head of Advocacy uh, from the South African Human Rights Commission. Now, let me start with you, Tulufelo. Thank you for joining us on our program. Uh, Good morning to you and good morning to your listeners. Now, Tulefele, let's look at this particular issue, not just the ELEC situation. Let's look at an overarching um, idea of what's happening here in terms of what we've seen in the last few weeks in South Africa. And it's not a new trend that in the lead up to elections, um, we always see some form of protest. Do we know why? Uh, this is the case. Why is um, a protest uh, the only um, modus operandi for um, normal citizens to actually appeal to their governments? Yeah. Um, I think definitely um, it's because communities are very frustrated and in desperation to be had. Uh, they, are, they are seeing using protests as the only way to get here, uh, to get heard. Um, and, and I mean, this is like you said, the lead up to the period of elections, it, it, we, we see this and it does not only happen in South Africa, but it happens to the rest of the world. I guess it's in frustration when people feel like they've been voicing out their concerns and nobody's been hearing. And now as elections are approaching, they are more likely to get heard because everybody is now wanting to be voted for. So this is an opportunity for them to say, okay, if we protest, we'll definitely get everybody's attention. Mm. 
Let me bring in Philip Muleko into the conversation. Philip, thank you for giving us your time. Um, Philip, in terms of uh, what's happening right now, I know that uh, the Human Rights Commission also thought it uh, took it upon itself to actually address uh, some of these issues around uh, the Alexandra Township uh, in uh, the Gauteng province of South Africa. Why did you think as the Human Rights Commission it was important to actually intervene in this particular protest in itself? Okay, thank you very much and good uh, morning to your uh, you know, listeners. The Human Rights Law Commission thought it was kind of not proper for us not to intervene because we don't really know, appreciate you know, seeing our people across the country every time when they want services you know, from government having you not know, to protest. So obviously in the process, as you know, that you know, sometimes you know, a property you not know, get uh, damaged and also people are stopped you know, from you know, going to work and kids are also not allowed to go to school. So all that we're trying to do as a commission, one is to create some sense of you know, stability in the community and sit around the table with all stakeholders you know, involved and be able to find a lasting a solution to the community in a project. Mm. Philip, what did you guys find in the Alexandra Township that stood out for you as a commission in terms of the plight or the cry of these protesters? What are they wanting to address? And why are they choosing this particular time period to actually protest? Mm. No, in terms of no, the timing, I cannot really now say, but I'm sure you might have not observed that now throughout the country, Protests you now just you now come up almost you now every time, every given day in any corner of the country. But there's a commission. What we have observed during our two visits, which we conducted you now in Alexander, one, there is no lack of food delivery in general, and also lack of refuse you now removal. And we also now observe that you now there's you know illegal electricity you no know, connection, and again you no know, lack of adequate you no know, access you now to adequate you know, housing. And there's also you no know, lack of police presence, and which unfortunately results you know, in in crime. These are some of the observations you know, which we have you know, made as the Human Rights Law Commission. Mm. And in terms of this particular protest, in terms of the dynamics around it, did you pick up anything significant or anything that stood out in terms of the nature of the protests themselves? Mm, I cannot really specifically say. You know, it picked up kind of you know, something which is kind of, you know, at the top. But these are kind of general problems which, you know, the country of Alexander has been experiencing you now for, for years. These problems are really not new. And unfortunately, it looks like, you no know, relevant government departments have not really you know, come to the party. And also, you know, the municipality, you know, hence we are seeing there should be some kind of, you know, inter-government you know, collaboration for them to resolve you know, these problems. Coming back to you, Tulufel, I'm interested in what is highlighted there by um, Philip because he highlights the fact that there seems to be a chasm or a gap between uh, government instruments or uh, service delivery instruments within these communities and the needs of the community themselves. And maybe that's why protest has become a bridge for those two um, issues for them to be linked together. And maybe it is the frustration of the communities. Um, I think definitely before communities get into, uh, uh, um, they start protesting, they have tried all the other avenues to get heard. They've tried to write to the mayor, they've tried all other things. So what we see is something, it's frustrations that have been building up over time. Um, 
And, and some of those protests really, when they start, they are really, you know, meant to be peaceful demonstrations uh, to get hurt. But because of our leaders tend to be unresponsive, then we see them escalating and becoming very violent. Um, and almost like leaders not taking any responsibility, shifting the blame, not coming when they have been asked. So all this really well I'm going to take a quick break and then I'll come back to our guests so we'll be joined by Bobby Solomons who is the Alex shutdown convener I think we were able to get hold of him we'll do that after the break and bring him into the conversation that we've been having with Tulufelo Nagedi from the Center for the Study of Violence and Reconciliation and also we've got from the South African Human Rights Commission Philip Mulekwa let's go for a quick break we'll be back Swiss chocolate wouldn't be Swiss chocolate without African cocoa. <laughs> you know, it's funny when you think about it that way because you realize just how important Africa is to the global economy. And as long as we are deemed to be inferior by the community out there, nothing's ever going to change. I believe it's one of the uh, ancient Greek philosophers who said that when we teach, we'll learn twice. Hello, Africa. Welcome to 1000 African Voices on Channel Africa. 1000 African Voices every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. with repeats on Sundays between 10 and 11 as well as on Monday morning between 3 and 4 Central African Time. 1,000 African Voices with me, Awurengwi C on Channel Africa, the voice of the African Renaissance from an African perspective. Thank you for joining us right here on Channel Africa, where you get the African perspective, uh, we the Africans speaking on our own behalf. Thank you for joining us on our various platforms on uh, DSTV Channel 802 on the audio bouquet. And if you're listening to us uh, on our website, we're on www.channelafrica.co.za. I think we have Bobby Solomons on the line now, the Alex Shutdown convener. Bobby, are you there on the line? Thanks for giving us your time, Bobby, in terms of uh, uh, looking at uh, this Alex shutdown that you've been speaking to the media uh, on behalf and you've been central in terms of the conversations that are happening right now. And uh, we started the program looking at uh, the meeting that uh, took place at the Marlboro Community Center uh, with uh, the mayor of Johannesburg, Heben Mishaba, and it was said that there were a lot of disruptions around that particular uh, gathering and couldn't continue due to the protesting that was taking place within the context of that particular meeting. Bobby, it has been so many years since the Alexandra community have been complaining around the Alexandra Renewal Project. Actually, it's the DA itself that had a uh, survey at that particular year that showed that around 7% of the residents were not satisfied with the Alexandra Renewal Project. Now it's 2019 and still there's frustrations from the residents of of uh, uh, Alexandra around development in the uh, township, around the mushrooming of squatter camps, around the housing capacity, around issues of crime, and also service delivery. Why now, before the elections, do you think as a community you have to embark on this uh, uh, particular protest? Some people are saying as a community you're being opportunistic and using these elections as a, uh, a force for yourselves. Okay, no, no, I hear you. Uh, look, I, I, I can say that, um, you know, yes, it's understandable that uh, uh, there'll be 
questions around uh, the timing of the shutdown and all that, you know. But then uh, what I can say about that is, for me, it, it, it's purely coincidental in the sense that, you know, this, uh, the shutdown was a culmination of events that had been occurring, uh, as, uh, you know, all throughout in the past maybe year or two or so, you know. Uh, if you maybe, if you maybe uh, check with the uh, councillors around MX, you'll find that there has been complaints, community complaints, a lot of them which have been coming in in terms of the illegal mushrooming of uh, 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 squatters and, you know, other service delivery issues in anything around MX. Mm. So it's not something that uh, the, the community felt that, look, elections are coming, so let's take this advantage. As some... But, uh, it had sort of, yeah. So as someone who's involved in these particular protests, Bobby, I'm interested in terms of your viewpoint and in, in why you feel as citizens the only way you can be heard by um, your government or by even politicians is through protests. Um, I mean, you've highlighted the fact that you guys have been engaging with your local um, councillors and you're having council meetings, and it seems like there's no other avenue to be heard either than protests. Look, I think uh, obviously there are, there are avenues which are set up for, for, for communities to raise their issues, and I think one other avenue is through the councillors themselves, you know. Uh, since they are in office to service the public. So obviously we take their issues to them so that they can escalate them to officials. Then officials can come and resolve those issues. But now, uh, you know, if we take our issues to councillors, and also there's also been court interdict, you know, for the removal of the illegal structures as well. But nothing is happening in terms of discharging those court interdicts. So what I'm saying, if, we, if people felt that if they, they've exhausted all these, uh, you know, uh, I would say maybe legal parameters or, or whatever to sort of uh, uh, raise their issues and, and find a resolution on the issues. So there was nothing left to do but to sort of, uh, you know, uh, protest. Mm. And also what's interesting, Bobby, is to see the way that the residents of Alexandra have also responded to the politicians. Even after the mass... Uh, uh, listenership of uh, the president of the African National Congress because he was there on behalf of yeah. the party, uh, President Cyril Ramaphosa. He, there was a lot of unhappiness after his response there. And also, even in the context of Herbie Mashaba, how quickly he arrived into the scene in Alexandra, there were also further uh, complaints around that. Even the meeting this week, it seems that the, the public or the residents of Alexandra are not also interested in his engagement with the public what has been your dissatisfaction in terms of how the the politicians or the uh, mayor or the president has responded to the outcry of the the community what, what has been there um, the, what has been your dissatisfaction in terms of their response okay look the, the thing is uh, um, uh, Yes, we, the, the residents have been calling out for the mayor to come out. Uh, the issues on, 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 on the meeting on Monday, the satisfaction was that, uh, you know, the mayor, first of all, the meeting was not held in, in Alexandra. It was held in Mado, you know. And then uh, our residents wanted for the mayor to come to Alex. I mean, he's been here before, I think, around the time that they were campaigning. So why is it so difficult for him to come now? so that you can see the issues that residents uh, uh, are, are talking about. So part of the administration was that, that the meeting was held. People had to be passed from Alex to, to, to Matro. You know, other people arrived at the meeting late uh, due to issues of passage and all those things, you know. 
So people felt that look, that was sort of a disrespect coming from 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 the mayor. And then uh, you know when when other organisations responded, you know, hence he, he was saying that you no, know, he wants to come through to join those join the president and the prince, you know. Mm-hmm. But again, uh, I'm not sure around those issues what happened around that. But the, the issue is that uh, you know uh, uh, the ANC came and 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 and, and, and his residents went there to attend. And we were not part of the door to door and all that, but we want just wanted to hand in our issues. You know, and, and we did. Okay. So Lufello, let me come back to you because it's very interesting in terms of how the engagement using um, this Alexandra example in terms of how the, it seems to be a miscommunication between the politicians and the community themselves. Some people saying some of the responses from the politicians in engaging with these uh, community members are politically motivated. And some are also saying the protest itself is ANC mandated. Do you think that these protests can be utilized as uh, uh, kind of an an arm of uh, um, propaganda or a way of uh, messaging during election period? What what are your thoughts around some of uh, the the concerns that have come out during these protests uh, before the elections, Sulufer? The thing is, given the period, um, everything that happens around this period is bound to be politicized. Um, especially, I think, given the high stakes, the contestations around the, the big metros. So some of these issues, they will have a political element to it. Uh, but I think what, what, what leaders need to do is to look beyond uh, the elections and their own political ambitions, but to hear actually what the communities are saying. I think what communities are saying is just, we just want to be heard. We've been struggling with service delivery. We've been struggling with these issues for so long. Please hear us. Um, so it, 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 it can be political, but I think it does not take away the real concerns that the communities have. Mm. And in terms of the issue that some people saying that what people have seen is the fact that there was a different response to to the ANC visit in the Alexandra um, community and there's a different response to the Democratic Alliance. So that could mean immediately to Lufello that this protest is mandated by the ANC. Is that a fair critical viewpoint? I, 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 mean, I think there will always be political entrepreneurs in communities that will use whatever situation in a community to benefit whatever political position they hold. Uh, but I think it's unfair in a way that then it, it makes the, the concerns to look like they're not legitimate. The issues that are being presented are legitimate concerns, despite whatever the political context is. Mm. Philip, what are your thoughts where we are with this conversation right now, especially around the fact that there seems to be uh, a misplacement of or miscommunication, whether it's local municipality, whether it's political parties. Herman Bashabe has been saying that this is not just a local government issue, it's also a provincial issue and a national government issue. And there seems to be um, a hybrid of issues that uh, it seems are being misunderstood either by government officials, either by uh, the citizens and protesters themselves, or uh, by also national government and different uh, provincial uh, elements in, in government. 
Yeah, our, our, our view as a commission is that, you know, the, the government, all governments here need to find a way of you now working together, both you know, a local, provincial, and, and national. Because at the end of the day, the objective is one, to develop all communities in South Africa and also you know, give an opportunity for South Africans to have a better uh, quality of life. And unfortunately, some other municipalities are facing hands we are of this view that you know, provincial and also national you know, uh, government departments should be able to assist those you know, battling municipalities because some of them they don't also you know, have you know, sufficient you know, skills to deal with you know, their challenges. They say, like you, you see in, in, in Fulani, and yeah, we need kind of you know, inter-government you know, collaboration in resolving you know, all issues you know, in every community, regardless as to who is in charge at a particular you know, a municipality of, yeah. Across the country. Mm. And, but Philip, that seems to be where the issue is, the fact that there isn't any um, agency that's collaborating efforts from national to provincial to the local sphere. Yeah, unfortunately, it looks like there's really no agency because the problems of North Alexander have been there for many years. These problems or challenges are not new. But thanks you know, now that the president has kind of you know, announced to say that you know, there will be inter you know, government you know, a team who should look specifically into issues of Alexander. But at the same time, we are saying it should not only be uh, Alexander. They should also do the same in other municipalities which are battling you know, across the country. Well, let's take a quick break. We'll be back. And I want us to address the issue of violence in these protests because that seems to have been something that has been characterizing most of them. Uh, just when I got to the office, I found out that last night even some of the SABC um, um, Journalists had their cameras stolen and they experienced a robbery in one of the coverages uh, during uh, these protests. So we'll look at that after this break. Don't miss out the 3rd Annual Africa Shared Value Summit taking place from the 23rd to the 24th of May 2019 in Nairobi, Kenya. Thought leaders and business changemakers from across Africa will share insights and case studies showing how shared value can transform your business and create the Africa we want. Book your ticket at africasharedvaluesummit.com today. Channel Africa is a proud partner of Africa Shared Value Summit and will broadcast live from the summit. Make sure you don't miss out on the broadcast on the 23rd and the 24th of May 2019. Log on to www.channelafrica.co.za or tune in to DSTV Channel 802 to be part of the conversation. Channel Africa, African Perspective. Thank you for joining us right here on Channel Africa. It's 35 minutes past 11 o'clock Central African time. We're joined on the line by Bobby Solomons, who is the Alexandra Shutdown Convener. Uh, they've been a part of this uh, a big um, a protest that's been happening in Gauteng and it's caught the attention of uh, the country. Uh, there's not only been uh, uh, protests just in Alexandra, but they've spilled out in other areas such as uh, Hamanskral, Orange Grove, 
Rastar, Aval. So it's all over the country. Also in the Western Cape of the country, in Pretoria. Uh, So it's been all over the country that has been witnessing all these protests. So what has been actually stringing these protests together is the theme of the lack of service delivery. And uh, coming back to you, uh, Bobby, in terms of what was highlighted by Philip there, in terms of uh, the president's response to this particular issue in Alex was the fact that there's a task team that's going to be put together to deal with the issues of Alexandra. Is not the community happy with that particular aspect of things, that there's going to be this task team and things will be addressed through that mechanism? Uh, look, obviously we, we appreciate um, and, and happy with that kind of attention we're giving to to our issues, you know. And then um, also we we, we the, the, the reason we were also pushing for the mayor to accept our memorandum is that he wanted him to also make a commitment from his level of the government of the local government of the state, you know, in terms of your day-to-day responsibilities of doing those trips and all that, you know. But then we can also engage from the level of uh, uh, the interim to say, look, uh, you know, whether to instruct or, 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 or but push uh, the city of Georgia to, to, to deliver services on a daily basis. Because I don't understand why a historical issue of, 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 of I think that they were mentioning issues of uh, Alexander Renal project, you know, unless if they say the cleaning of LX, you know, the maintenance of LX, the street and all that, uh, uh, that the budget is actually also enshrined, uh, part of the budget that was for the Alexander Renal uh, project, then I'm, 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 I'm shocked if, if, if that's the case, you know, because you cannot say, because of money doing misuse in the Arizona North project, therefore you cannot clean the streets today, you know. Mm. Yeah, so those, those, those are my issues. I don't understand that when they are raising uh, historical issues in terms of uh, uh, service delivery. Yes, if you mention issues of housing, you know, those are long-term issues. You know. mm. and, and, and if they are alleging they are misappropriation, then they, they, they must investigate and then refer the people who misappropriated money to relevant authorities. But at the end of the day, so the fellow there seems to be also a compounding of issue looking at historical issues around um, um, corruption and service delivery um, these issues compound onto each other in terms of the effectiveness of uh, good governance and service delivery. Should we separate those two issues in terms of what's happening now in a community such as Alex, in terms of, or should we also connect it with the historical uh, corruption that we've seen in a community such as that? Um, I think it is really impossible to separate the issues because I think the, the, the reason that um, Alex is now uh, seeing this lack of service delivery is also connected to corruption. So you cannot separate the two. Uh, so in as much as you are looking at the present, but you also need to be putting the, uh, looking with the lenses of uh, and looking at the historical uh, context. Mm. And, and why do you think that's important? I think that's important because uh, then you get to realize that it, it could have been because of the corruption that certain things have not been done or certain things, certain services were not been able to because somebody uh, pocketed the money somewhere. So they are related in that sense. Mm.
Mm. Philip, your, your thoughts in terms of that issue in Alex around the, the historical reputation it has around that, the, the issues of corruption, especially uh, uh, when you refer to the Alexandra Renewal Project, that seems to be a, a big issue. And then, as was highlighted by Bobby, he finds it difficult to separate. He says it's, he doesn't understand why um, the mayor is compounding the two issues together, the current issues of service delivery and uh, the historical issue of uh, corruption. What are your thoughts around that? You know, I think at, at phase zero, it's not really easy to divorce you know, both uh, uh, issues of you know, corruption and service delivery. You know, at the end of the day, government will always you know, allocate you no know, budget to each and every government department down to municipality you know, level. And people want to see tangible you know, development. If, if money is allocated and the next you don't see what has been you know, built or constructed, then it becomes a, pro- a problem. Hence, yes, I agree there should be, you know, a sense of you know, a good governance mm-hmm. and also uh, government departments, municipalities must also be open and show people as to how they go about you know, spending you know, their money. You can't allocate money and the next thing, there's really you know, nothing you know, to show. So therefore, I'm saying it's not really you know, easy to separate you know, historical you know, challenges you know, uh, mm-hmm. and, 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 and corruption. Mm. Okay, Bobby, are you guys not failing as well in terms of how you guys are holding up these elections? Because we've seen uh, violence around these elections, some looting. Just uh, yesterday, uh, South African Broadcasting Corporation journalists were robbed of their broadcast equipment. Is this um, uh, protest not getting out of hand for you, the conveners? And why is it becoming a a bit violent? And why does it have that uh, element of opportunistic um, robberies taking place? Look, I I think when when we started with with the protest action, you know, we have have already stressed that, uh, uh, you know, it's not not an issue of xenophobia whereby we'll be assaulting foreign nationals or or invading their shops and all, all those things. And, and nothing of that nature happened uh, around uh, Alex when we engaged in the shutdown. Of, I think then the most that happened was the banging of uh, tires uh, in, in the middle of the streets and all that. You know. So we've always uh, sort of uh, reiterated that we are trying, we, we, are, we, we are not... Uh, but violence, but, but violence is taking it, place, it, Bobby, and you are yeah, seeing those situations taking place. How are you guys going to uh, recontrol uh, the situation? Look, well, well, yes, uh, but we do. It's unfortunate that uh, yesterday uh, we had uh, reports of uh, SAPC journalists uh, being, being, I think, hijacked or something, and, and, and also cameras being taken from them. You know, and 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 we 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 we, we sort of condemn such activity. We've always condemned issues of violence in terms of us uh, 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 speaking on 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 our uh, shutdown and also activities that were happening around the shutdown. Mm. So we always condemn issues of violence uh, mm. from our side. So, so where to from here, uh, Bobby? Let me let me get your sentiment. Are you going to continue protesting? Um, are you still not happy with the engagements that you've had currently? Uh, where is the status of this uh, protest in Alexandra? Look, currently, currently, uh, as we had said, that we are still engaged in, in, in sort of uh, short forms of, of, of protesting and their issues of picketing. And, and as you had seen in, in, on, on, on the day that the president came, we had tickets whereby we had sort of raising our issues, hoping that the media as well will also see that we are still engaged in this action. 
Okay. So we are, we are still okay. we are still in case, and then uh, with also the efforts that uh, the government is trying to make, I think there'll be an interministerial team coming mm. down to Alex. Mm. I'm not sure. I had also reports that the mayor they that also engaged the mayor as mm. well. So also uh, f- coming from those uh, engagements, uh, uh, we will also sit as, as, as a committee to to chart the way forward in terms of what comes out of those engagements. Okay. So, fellow, your final. Your final sentiments in, in this conversation, how would you like to wrap it up in terms of this big issue that we've been talking about? Uh, there's a gap certainly between citizens and also their municipalities and governments. Uh, I think for me the appeal is really to leaders to say they should not really be blinded by the politics and the elections and they should really try to be responsive and listen to the voices of the masses. When people say there's an issue, please be, as a, be responsive. Don't wait for it uh, to be violent. Don't, don't wait for, for the smoke that calls. We have a, a research publication that we published in 2012 that is called The Smoke That Calls, that only when there's a burning tire in the communities that's when uh, then leaders become responsive. Mm. So it's just my appeal is that leaders become responsive. Mm. Philip, your final sentiments? Yeah, my final uh, conclusion is that we are appealing to community leaders of Alexander to not uh, disrupt you know, uh, schools. We were basically saying, why are you really protesting? Let's not leave no learners not to go to school. And secondly, we also appealing to the community of Alexander and South Africa in general that now when we protest, let's not destroy you no know, property. And lastly, let's also not try to respect, you know, the, the right of others not to participate in a public protest. Because people want to go to work, people want to go to clinics, you know, whatever you know, they want to do. Let's not have not only those who want to be part of this protest, be part of this protest. Thank you very much. Well, thank you so much to all our guests for giving us the uh, time. It's been a very interesting conversation. Thank you to Philip Mulekwa, Head of Advocacy of the South African Human Rights Commission. Thank you as well to Tulufelo Nakedi, uh, who is uh, the Community Interventions Program Manager at the Center for the Study of Violence and Reconciliation. Finally, but not least, uh, thank you as well uh, to Bobby Solomons, who is the Alexandra Shutdown Convener. Hopefully things get sorted there in uh, the Alexandra Township. But thank you all for your participation. Thank you for the invite. Thank you. Thank you.